What it do, shorties? Um, it's Lydia back in the Retweet podcast. And Dina. And we got a special guest in the building tonight. Introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Um, hi. <laughs> My name is Alexa. She is an ex woman studies major. Yes. Um, that is her title. Go to Western University. And. UWO is in her bio, her Instagram bio. Yeah, my biscope. No, she's dead. Shout it out. We're going to shout out Alexa's Instagram. Mm. Um, But the topic of today's podcast that we want to focus on is hookup culture, specifically in university settings and just like in post secondary settings, and then also like club culture and how they both feed into one another. And I don't know. It's just, it's a really relevant topic right now, I feel like. It is. But first things first is I just want to define hookup culture and, like, what does hooking up mean? So if, like, your friend tells you that she hooked up with someone, what does that mean? I honestly don't know. Because, because yeah. everybody sees it yeah. differently. So personally, off the bat, I'm just going to say, when someone tells you they've hooked up with someone, I always assumed they just, like, they slept together. They definitely had sex. Right. But some people, like, I know that they just made out with the person or... Yeah, like they just or made like, out with the person. Yeah, like other stuff happened, yeah, but, but like they didn't have, have sex. sex. Yeah. And they'll tell me they hooked up, and I'm like, you didn't. Like in my head, like I'm just like, the thing really happened. Yeah. Right. And that's like the problem, too. Like there's not a like concrete definition, it's very vague, and I don't know, there's no real like right or wrong. What mm-hmm. someone might define hooking up is different from the, their friend, or. Yeah. And that's kind of problematic in its own right because like no one really knows yeah what it actually means yeah so but like i think i don't know the term is so vague that like like usually like if your friend like hooks up with someone you're always like okay like would you guys actually do like it could yeah. be a kiss or it could be like actually sleeping with the person yeah yeah so it depends mm-hmm. yeah what and like Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, what are the prereqs for hooking up with someone? <laughs> right. Because, okay, so somebody was telling me the other day, this person, because um, I brought up the idea of the podcast, they're polyamorous. Or, no, sorry, not that polyamorous, but they're just, like, um, they're really into friends with benefits. Okay, yeah. So I asked them what is, like, their prereqs for, like, certain things. So, like, for example, hooking up with someone because they have a partner, but, like, the, like, relationship is, like, super open. She has, like, different friends with benefits etc and she said well because i'm not really interested in this person like i guess if they're just hot like i don't really care and i was like would you like do you really think that because if you saw someone that was hot and you would want to hook up with them but then you found out they were a trump supporter Mm -hmm. you're not going to want to hook up with them anymore so actually to a certain extent like personality does count even in a hookup situation but like also some people don't care like some people don't care i can't believe that because i feel like friends with benefits i don't know if friends with benefits can actually work I, I ask myself this all the time, but, like, if you don't like the person, like, let's just get rid of the term of friends with benefits. Like, it's a fuck buddy. It works so much better because you're you're never going to catch feelings with this person because you don't like them. Yeah. So I feel like it would just work so much better. Whereas, like, friends with benefits, you're friends with this person. Clearly, you guys have sexual, like, chemistry or, like, you're attracted to one another because you're having sex or you're hooking up or you're doing whatever. So, like, what's holding you guys back from, like, being in a relationship? Because yeah. it's not is not what a relationship is. That, like it's your friend. That is exactly how I feel. Let me tell you. <laughs> so off the jump, like I'm pretty like I don't want to say pro because that sounds like really intense. <laughs> that I like engage in it or anything. But I'm not like against hookup culture. I'm not against like people hooking up at all. I think there's a lot of positives to hooking up. Obviously, there's negatives that we're gonna get into later. But um, I think that it's pretty useful to kind of just release energy, like consensual energy mm-hmm. out right. and. For me, personally, situations where, like, anything's happened and I know the person's name, I feel like that's the only time I go absolutely not so. Because then I'll just creep them. And oh even though gosh. I don't really care, a part of me just cares. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why the friends with benefit idea blows my mind, personally. Like, obviously, it works for some people. But because I know, like, if you're friends with them, not only do you know their name, you, like, you have their contact information. You have everything. So to think that you still don't care. Yeah. And you must like, have so much strength. If it's a friends with benefits, like, if you're actually going to carry out the friend portion of it, you're going to get attached to this person. You're going to learn things about them. You're going to, like, you're going to be their friend. You're going to like them. Right. Also, so, like, yeah. you're, and you're having sex, which is, like, can get intimate. So, like, yeah, it's those lines get so right. blurry. 
Whereas I feel like if you're just having like a smash, like a smash buddy or a fuck buddy, like right. it's whatever. Like we don't care about each other. Like we literally like, you know, I call you at this time. Like you know what it is. Like come yeah. over. Like whatever. And then it's done. So I feel like liking the person that you have sex with, like I don't know, it can work. I guess because some people have different reasons why they're not in a relationship like i just i can't be in a relationship right now i'm too busy i'm this and that so in those aspects some people might find that it works but for me personally i, I don't know if i could I do a long crazy yeah no i would actually go crazy yeah right and i think it's such like a personal thing too like i don't want to say like i'm against hookup culture like i'm against a lot of aspects of it or even casual sex because i just think it's like a personal mm-hmm. thing but like there's a lot of aspects that like obviously like we're gonna talk about like negative aspects which make me i don't know it just it, it makes me very turned off from mm-hmm. yeah. hookup culture especially like in university because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of components like alcohol and like yeah different components that we're gonna talk about that really like upset me and mm-hmm. i don't know it's really concerning like yeah. our generation like it's very different from like my parents generation or even my older siblings yeah so yeah no I totally like I totally co-sign on that I have siblings that are a lot older than I am and like I just feel like they grew up in a different world like the way my like sister speaks about like her I mean obviously like she's with like she's dating guys that are like a lot older but like her interactions are just so freaking like different I'm like why are they nice to you like yeah Yeah, like a guy being nice to you like I walk you to your door like what my sister (laughs) had like a lot of like boyfriends and like I feel like I mean, this isn't the case for everyone, but, like, a lot of people just, they don't date anymore. They don't value having a relationship. It's, like, sex is so, like, everything's so, I don't know, dehumanized. Yeah, and it's, a like, we live in a very, like, instant gratification culture where people are, like, well, like, I like sex. It feels good. I just want it. I don't want to go through this, like, I want to meet this person. I want to talk to this person or whatever. And especially with things like Tinder, too. Like, it's so accessible to, Mm. like, hook up with someone because you can swipe solely based on appearance. And you guys will send a few messages. And the next message might be, like, okay, come over tonight. Right. And And even Instagram and, like, everything is so accessible that, like, nothing is... I don't know. Nothing is sacred anymore. And, Mm -hmm. like, that's just my personal opinion. And there's... I don't know there's Instagram and Snapchat and Tinder and like even going out and like it's just so that's the norm and like it makes me wonder like what about like students or like what about university students that aren't about hookup culture Mm -hmm. if they don't want to participate like Mm -hmm. like what does it feel like I'm not a fan of hookup culture at all and I'm pretty like open about that, but like it almost feels like I'm different or I'm not. I'm mm, against yeah. the grain, yeah, because I don't want to participate. Like I was in, I mean, I'm from London, but I was in Res, and I had that whole experience. And like, I remember like orientation. Mm-hmm. The first one of the first things we talked about is like, um, we talked about like sexual assault, and like that's like the first thing I learned in university. I'm like, man, I'm just trying to figure out where my classes are. Yeah, yeah. and like that's why I'm really like against it. Yeah, but it's like it feels like I'm different or I'm not like everyone else because mm-hmm. everyone else seems like they're about it, and like, are we really about it? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, yeah. And I feel like coming into university, I was thrown into the fucking deep end because. Like, in high school, obviously, like, people are having sex and things like that. But if you don't want to engage in it, it's whatever. Like, my specific friend group was very, like... Yeah. Like, our friend group... Like, me and Alexa are friends from high school. So, like, our friend group was, like, never really, like, cared to... Like, we didn't even talk to guys. Like, no. we were just, like... We were just, like, doing our thing. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> Um, yeah, growing up ugly, like, watch the first episode, we talk about everything, but, like, uh... <laughs> yeah, we didn't but, talk to guys. But, yeah, and, like, I feel like even though it was around us, it wasn't something that we were so immersed in, but, like, when you're in university, everyone is having sex, and everyone is hooking up, yeah. and even even the people that you're friends with, or, like, the new people that you're gonna meet, like, there isn't, I feel like, a niche group, like, there's not people that are not doing it, like, everyone's engaging in this, right. so it's hard to feel like you're not fitting what you're supposed to be doing in university and you're not moving into this culture of hooking up and things like that and I feel like a lot of people come to university and go buck wild and like will lose their virginity and like whatever whatever things that they probably wouldn't do because there's so many more people here and everything's so much more accessible I feel like yeah for sure and it's crazy because I feel like 
just like going back to high school i feel like teachers know like everyone knows that people do have sex in high school Mm -hmm. but it is so not talked about like Mm -hmm. i graduated high school just like two to three years ago so i obviously know that they don't talk about sex in that way Mm -hmm. whereas like at brescia which is like an all-women's university like a part of western there are no means no posters like everywhere yeah which is interesting because it's like supposed to be this all-women's university so we acknowledge that there's a lot of like talk about sexual assault like in female spaces mm-hmm. but at main campus where are they to be found like i guess there's some yeah i've seen a couple right. like going around but it's definitely not enforced as much as it is at brasha mm-hmm. right and like my experience in res like in my res there were like posters on the walls and you know we talked about it um with like our softs or whatever um but like it was just weird because I felt like going into university, like, I'm just, I don't know, like, I'm just trying to get by and, like, figure things out. And, like, the first thing that we talk about is, like, I don't know, it's just weird. Like, you're learning, you're supposed to learn about school, and then now you have to worry about, like, sexual assault, Mm -hmm. like, with your classmates and, Mm -hmm. like, people on your floor. It's, like, something that you don't want to have to think about. Yeah. But it's, like, you have to. Yeah. Because it's so common in university and, like... I don't know. It's it's hard to navigate between just like being uh, going out and wanting to have fun and wanting to drink with your friends and then having to worry about this other aspect mm-hmm. and like the reality of like what hookup culture basically is. Yeah. So that's actually the tricky part. Um, so like I kind of said before, I'm not like against hookup culture. I'm not against my friends hooking up with anyone. Like I'm not really like judgmental yeah. at all. Yeah. So that's the that's like one of the issues. So. When you go out with your friends, right, and you see your friend talking to this cute guy and you're thinking, like, things are about to go down and you're happy for your friend because, I mean, I smile. Like, I think <laughs> – I smile I think, at her. I smile at her. I say, go off, sis. But here's like, the problem. did that. Yeah. yeah. But here's the problem is, like, when do you know mm-hmm. to, quote-unquote, cock block your friend because now you're scared about her safety? Right. So I think about that a lot just because – especially – Okay, so we're not from Toronto, we're from London, but a new Instagram page came out called Toronto Abusers. So if you haven't followed the Instagram yet, do. The Instagram name might change by the time this episode goes up just because they do change it a lot just because of like hate DMs and stuff. But basically a lot of people on this Instagram are people from a certain specific scene that's like a party scene. And even if it's not this specific scene, it's like bouncers, it's club promoters, it's artists. It's artists. It's like a lot of people who just like go out and party a lot. Obviously we acknowledge that like abusers live and exist in all different forms of all different races, all different like sexes and genders and spaces. Yeah. But it's obviously really prominent in club culture and party culture. So at what point do you I don't want to say, like, save your friend, but at what point? Like, how do you know? Like, how would you see your friend talking to this cute guy and feel like something bad would happen? Right. And, like, this is the biggest problem with hookup culture is alcohol. Because it's, like, the key component in university. You Mm -hmm. go to a party and you're drinking. You go to the bars, you're drinking. You're in your res and you're drinking. So, like, how are we supposed to know what enthusiastic consent means and, like, how are we supposed to figure that out? Whether it's you're with a guy or, you know, you're with your friend and, you know, she might seem down or whatever the case is, we have to be more accountable as girls and as guys to, like, read the social cues. And, like, yeah, I mean, I've been in situations, we've all been in situations where we've had too much to drink and, like, yeah. You know, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's hard for your friends. No shame. <laughs> yeah, you know, we all have our moments. It's okay, <laughs> y'all. Like, if you're judgmental about that, like, I'm not about to go off, but if you're judgmental about that, that is just either because you've never done it and you don't know what it feels like, or two, like, you're just mad for no reason. Yeah. Because I hate people who are judgmental about other people's lives. Stop caring. It's not your life. <laughs> like, wow. I actually blows my mind that I, you will think about someone else having a good time, watch them have a good time, and then negative energy will come out of your lips. And these people, they go to the same parties, they go to the same clubs, they just post up on the wall and oh say, it was a movie. Last night was a movie. No, sis, it was a commercial. You were standing at the wall the whole freaking Good night. Yeah, and you were watching my movie. You were watching my freaking movie, okay? My saga. My freaking Oscar-winning movie, okay? Uh, yeah. Um, not to say that, like, I always, like, I obviously don't 
Like every like I'm not trying to say that it's like good for people to always go out and always drink and always get like right. you know just like blackout. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that's what you want to do, like I could care less. I care about your health. That's yeah. it. Point right. period blank. I don't care about anything else. Yeah. If you're having a good time, who cares what other people think? And friends who like this is another thing. I hate friends who speak to other friends. So for example, I need to say names because it's gonna get confusing. If you are always going out drinking Alexa, right. and um, I notice people kind of start <laughs> talking about you rudely, and then I advise you to not drink because of those reasons, I just feel like that's not helpful. Yeah. Like, right. why don't I just let you live your life? And if someone's trying to talk negatively about you, I'm going to shut them out and say, let my friend live. She's happy. Let her be happy. And you know what's funny, too, is if you are a girl and you go out a lot and you drink a lot, people automatically assume that you're like sexually promiscuous as well that's yeah that's biggest, so true and like, i'm like struggle. i'm like why does that yeah. like why are those two things inherently connected like why can't i just enjoy drinking and enjoy going out and i feel like also a lot of guys think that girls go out for male attention yeah, right and like the club is just a freaking hunting ground right you know what i mean and it at the same time, some, like, some people maybe do go out for that, but a lot of people go out because they just want to have fun. Like, they want to have fun with their friends. They want to drink. They want to be in a place where there's music and there's people that are their age and right. and whatever. And I think it's like an important point to bring up to Lydia, like when you were talking about like, what do you do if your friend's in a situation? But like, why is it that girls are always responsible to navigate a man's sexual desire? Like Mm -hmm. we are literally like the gatekeepers of like controlling them. Like why do we feel like as girls that we have to like you know watch out for our friend because of that guy like it's not fair but that's the reality of this like culture and like mm-hmm. even like if you're in a situation with a guy like we always like I feel as like as a girl like I'm the gatekeeper to yeah. say no it's like no if I don't want it if I don't want to hook up with you like that's why like you should be able to tell like you know like I'm and not I, saying be a mind reader, Yeah. And I feel like, it's especially with, like, the social conceptions of the roles of sex and kind of guys are these people that are seeking sex and women are just complicit in it. And women are just, they're not active agents in sex and they're not enjoying, like, it's not for their pleasure. Right. It's for a man's pleasure. And so I feel like that's why we feel like we have to navigate that and we have to be the person to say no and and you know what I mean and I know that's not like this is not always the case and I know guys say no to girls all the time too but the like the majority in the story that we always hear is a girl being having to be the one to say no and to be that gate gatekeeper to um sex yeah and another thing is I was gonna bring up is like I remember one time I was scrolling on Facebook and this person that like goes to Western he was like making a business like plan or I guess like I don't know what to call it like it's just like he was suggesting this idea like this product Mm -hmm. where women wear a certain like nail polish and when they drink like so okay we're in certain nail polish and then when they drink alcohol the nail polish changes if they got like roofied roofied yeah like you can put your finger in the drink and like it'll change color if it's been roofed like yeah and he basically was getting all these points on to why this should be funded and the whole time i could think about is no 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 this doesn't need to be funded you don't need money for nail polish because first of all the only people like women aren't the only people who like get sexually assaulted so it's unfair to just like make this a girly product for sexual assault and then also you should just be Men should just say no. Like, you shouldn't understand no is Men no. should just know that you shouldn't this, roofie someone. This is a lot of money for absolutely no reason. Right. <laughs> because you're just spending all this money when men could just be socialized and taught to, like, understand what no is. Yeah, that's even, like, when I first started going out to the bars, my mom would always be like, never put your drink down or never take a drink from a random guy. And it's like, as girls, we're socialized to we have to literally be the gatekeepers Mm -hmm. of everything like why should we have to have that burden of wearing a nail polish just in case we get roofied Mm -hmm. like that's not fair at all but unfortunately like 
that's the reality of like our the society that we live in like currently and yeah I just think that like that's completely like unfair as girls yeah I feel like like let's talk about club culture a little bit um just because that's the other topic of this podcast but I don't know like when was like what was your experience the first time you went to a club because like I feel like for me and Alexa we had a very similar clubbing experience like we both didn't really drink in high school very much and like we were more sheltered and then yeah and man they became bar we kind of we kind of got into the bar scene and we were like you just went bananas yeah yeah (laughs) don't kill me which is actually funny i like to point that out because usually me and dina are like on the same page (laughs) when we enter podcasts and then our guest is like not against us, but they're just, like, different. Yeah. But for the very first time, <laughs> me and Lydia are very different We're when so it comes to different. clubbing. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So the first time I went clubbing, um, I was underage. Like, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as if that matters. <laughs> like, I don't even care. I was literally 18. Like, I was legal somewhere, bro. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But I didn't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was so excited. It was a Caribbean night. And I thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was Dina there, obviously. Because yeah. I'm always there. <laughs> Do you know there and I remember being so excited I don't know why I'm so excited like as if I listened to soca music like, I literally <laughs> as thought if I was, wanted to be jumping I thought it. I was doing something <laughs> yeah so I went I didn't drink and um yeah like I don't really wear a lot of um like typical club clothes I don't Body own clothes. a lot of it fashion nova yeah. <laughs> I don't own any fashion nova I don't own like the forever 21 like body con dresses like I just wear I was wearing like high-waisted jeans a halter top and like sneakers I'm pretty sure yeah and I was just like chilling like I wore blue eyeliner because I was lit and that was it like you know what I mean yeah. and um yeah like I remember just feeling really weird because I was still trying I was still getting over like the ugly face and all my friends were getting bubbles. <laughs> Where was my bubble? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Anyways, it ended up being okay, but I was just, because I was dancing with my friends. Like, we were all, that's a good thing about, like, my friends. Like, we're all good energy. We're all, like, good female energy. So we were all, like, dancing, and it was fine. But, yeah, no, I remember just feeling like, oh, like, this, it, like, this ugly friend dimension exists outside of school. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the daylight. Like, <laughs> it exists in the club scene. But... Just, like, so then I didn't go to the club, like, for a really long time after that. Um, And I got hammered, like, before this, like, when I was younger. (laughs) But the first time I went hammered and to a party of tea, (laughs) for those of you listening, you're all all there, (laughs) was was at the first Unity Jam, um, like, uh, my second year university so I'm in third year so like 2017 so yeah 2017 yeah, last, last Unity Jam last and December that's the one I worked yeah oh, yeah I yeah. was working that oh night. my god guys I had the time of my life I don't care what anybody has to say I had the time of my that life that night was that was a movie like that was, that a, was movie. a movie oh my god it was a movie like, <laughs> um, I just got so drunk because I just like didn't know like I just didn't understand my body at that point of like how much alcohol I should be consuming and also it was like a surprise um, birthday pre for me so so like it was like the pre was so fun and we were all like we were all drinking drinking together so it was like when you're in that space where you're like in a pre it's just so exciting and you're like maybe you might you might over drink or whatever whatever but like we all ended up having such a fun night that night and i remember like 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 um building up to that night too i was like oh my god i'm gonna have such a bad time yeah i'm gonna be posted on the wall and everyone's gonna be having a movie and i'm gonna be so lame because i just remembered that one time i went to the caribbean thing and like everybody was bumping on each other and I was just chilling by myself. And, yeah, no, I had the best time ever. Um, yeah, I have no regrets. And Tish, of, she um, lost her hair extension. I lost my she hair She lost her extension. eyelash no. and her earring. And it was lit. <laughs> and I literally, and I That's remember nice. just getting, people were telling me that other people were speaking about me, like, that night just because I was a little too drunk. <laughs> but I remember just feeling like I don't care. Like, I literally made, like, I just had the best night. Yeah. Like, I didn't care. Yeah. I could barely see. <laughs> my hair was everywhere. <laughs> but it was so much fun. But yeah, that was like, I, I count that as like my first real club experience. Yeah. Sure. I remember my first time going to the clubs and I was underage too. Mm-hmm. And okay, wait, let me give like a little backstory. So my sister's eight years older than me. And like when she was, when I was like 12 um, is when I would like sneak downstairs if she was having pre's. And like she was 20 at the time. And I would like pre with her and her best friends. And 
man, as a 12-year-old, I was like, I can't wait to go to the bars when I'm my sister's age and wear those bar clothes. Like, I just remember, <laughs> like, being 12 years old and being like, man, like, those clothes, like, I can't wait until I get to wear that. Like, <laughs> it's about the fit. Yeah, like, I was, like, so excited as, like, a 12-year-old girl, which yeah. I feel like it's because I saw my sister and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And, like, she would talk about going to Frog and I'm like, what is Frog? Or, like, going to Jack's and I'm like, what? So, like, as a 12-year-old girl, I used to think, like, man, this is, like, where it's at. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to be, like, my sister. But, um, so, fast forward, I'm, like, 18, and this is the first time I ever went to the bars. And I was underage, and, like, we literally had to sneak in through the back door, <laughs> like, me and my friends. Like, it was <laughs> brutal. And, like, I just remember being so excited to, like... Like, we went to Sirens, and, like, we got, like, <laughs> we went to Sirens. No, no, like, like, we were more prepared than I was. I miss Sirens. White Oaks, Fashion yeah. Nova. Like, yeah. That, Sirens was everything. And, like, I we got outfits. Like, we got, like, tight dresses and, like, whatever. And, like, I was so excited to, like, get ready. And, like, I did drink that night, and I, like, got so, so drunk. And, like, I do remember, like, being so nervous, though, because I had all these fears that, like, my mom would tell me, being, mm-hmm. like, if you talk to a guy, like, they're they're only going to want, like, sex from you. Like, she would tell me these things. And, like, it's actually, like, really common. Like, I bet, I mean, a lot of parents would be like, you can't trust guys. Like, as a girl, like, you're, you're literally, like, yeah. your parents, like, warn you. Like, they it's teach your you this responsibility. From, yeah. Like, you have to be careful. All they want is this. And I ended up, like... I did talk to a guy and he actually was really nice. I don't want to say his name. And like, he did buy me a drink and like, it was a really good experience. And I'm like, man, like I like this. And like, I never drank in high school and like, I never went out. Like I hated it. And like, and then I started going out a lot and like, yeah, like I liked the experience mm-hmm. of like getting ready with your friends and drinking. The pre is the best part. The pre is the, the best pre part. and the is getting the ready be- is the yeah. with your friends part. Yeah. yeah. It's the picks. most fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my first club experience, I was actually of age, so <laughs> I like I waited it out, but I mean for good reason. Um, but I didn't drink, and for the first like first year of me going out and clubbing, I never drank ever, and I still had fun. And I don't know, the first time that I ever went out was my nineteenth birthday, and so wholesome. <laughs> Alexa was there. I um, had a lot more fun than yeah. anyone. <laughs> um, Lydia was not there because we had just <laughs> met. I wasn't invited. No, we didn't know we, each other. Yeah, we had just met each other at that point. Oh, um, yeah, yeah we true, like just yeah. met each other and like clicked right away. But um, <laughs> I feel like it'd be weird to be like, <laughs> come to my party. Come to my birthday. Yeah. But yeah, I remember like everyone was like, why aren't you drinking? Like, because it was my 19th birthday. And I was like, oh, like I just don't want to drink and whatever, whatever. And I had like my own personal reasons why I wasn't drinking at that point in my life but um yeah so it was a lot of fun for me but like I remember just walking in and I was like there was just like so many people it was so like densely like packed and it was I forget what I think it was prohibition um and I was literally like wow like I I felt like I was in a movie like I was like <laughs> this is what a club is and I feel it, it might have just been like a really good night for that club but like I had so much fun and we didn't talk to any guys that entire night like I think maybe one guy maybe came up to us or something but like I didn't talk to a single guy none of my friends were really talking to guys but we just had so much fun like being together and like listening to the music and like be and like alcohol wasn't even involved at that point um but then as I started going out more and more um I kind of got, like, addicted to going to the club. Like, I just – it was the social spots Same. where you see everyone. And it was just something that I loved to do. So I went out so much. I used to go out, like, every weekend. Um, oh, and then I started drinking when I when I went out. And I feel like that changed my experience so much because I went from being completely sober, being completely self-aware, um, aware of my surroundings and what's happening, and seeing these – messed up things happen in those spaces to being a person that was also intoxicated in those scenarios and it changed the way that I I went about everything and I feel like when I started drinking when I went out I just I became so much more scared of like things that could happen to me because I know when I'm sober like I can do like I can fight you off I can you know what I mean like there's not there's not that sense of manipulation there but when I'm drinking like anything could happen yeah. yeah, your judgment is completely yeah. altered and changed. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I think it's, like, weird, like, going out and, like, even just, like, as a girl, like, 
I have an older brother too and like in comparison my siblings used to go out together sometimes but like my brother would literally take like 30 minutes to get ready and my sister would take like two hours and like oh my gosh yeah it's like the idea of like being hot and like like being hot isn't like a real thing it's like actually like a performance it's, it's literally hotness, a performance yeah. yes. oh my god it's crazy like yeah. honestly and even like when Lydia was talking about how like the first time when she went out she like she was wearing like I was just wearing like, what top, I like, like to wear yeah. because Lydia like if you know Lydia like she dresses very like she's just a very cool dresser oh, but, like thanks. she like I'm just it's like, not, she's not she's <laughs> not ever like I've tried to get Lydia to wear a bodycon dress like she's not about that I'm not about ever. it she wants to eat and let her fupa like <laughs> yeah. just live its life. <laughs> just like, life like I mean like I'll wear a crop top and let my fupa like live but yeah I will never like I just don't I'm not like into like Kardashian fashion. Yeah, but like I think it just speaks to the fact that club culture and going out is so performative because you have like that costume that's literally like a costume. Like these are my bar clothes and these are my normal clothes. Yeah, Yeah. kind of like you're talking about. And I think that's like one of the reasons why I didn't enjoy my first time. And to be honest, the reason why like I don't ever go out not drinking, not that I go out a lot, I literally don't go out. But <laughs> I literally don't. But um, like one of the reasons why is because I just feel so uncomfortable in those spaces. Like I look around, everybody's wearing body dresses, everybody's wearing heels, everybody has like Kim Kardashian highlight contour, and I like don't Drag do us. that. No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. So like it's not even like that. But like I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. literally I'm not that. like that at all. <laughs> so it's like yeah. to feel comfortable in like my blue eyeliner and my track pants and like whatever I'm wearing. I feel like I have to drink because I just can't handle it. Right. Yeah. And like I wonder sometimes, like even with myself, because I am very into like the Kardashian <laughs> look. <laughs> like I'm really into fashion and like all these things. And I've always been like that since like a little girl, like being 12 years old, being like, man, I can't wait to wear a bar outfit like my older sister. But like <laughs> I always wonder, like, we've always been like directly or indirectly told as like young girls that like we're defined by our bodies mm-hmm. and it's like are we actually all dressing the same like if you go to the bars like there's clones like mm-hmm. uh, the tight bodycon dresses yeah that's why i didn't like body yeah. suits and i'm like am i actually wearing this because i want to wear it like i have to question myself yeah or am i doing it because that's since i was a 12 year old girl that's what i thought you have mm-hmm. to do is going out to the bars and you're right like i even worked at a bar for like a year and I literally would have like I have a rack of clothing of like all my bar clothes that I would wear to work and that was my uniform and it's almost like being hot is almost a part of like going out and like looking good and Mm -hmm. like you know it's a performance it's not even like a feeling of like oh I feel hot it's literally a performance of Mm -hmm. doing your hair and doing your makeup and putting on a tight dress yeah and like it's even like reflected in the people that work at the bars like the girls are wearing clothes that are typically bar clothes and they're wearing the low cut bodysuits and they're wearing the little uh, bodycon dresses but the guy security guards are literally wearing their security shirts like (laughs) whatever like it's not like they took the time out to feel like I need to look good tonight because I'm working at a bar like no you could just wear your red security shirt and say like call it a day yeah like let's go yeah it's like it's really weird like going out and even like when I'd work at 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 the bar too like I would feel a sense of pressure to like oh my god like you know I have to look good because this is like it would literally take me so long to get ready for work because and like at my other job like I don't would not care at all Mm because it was just like I just put my uniform on but like that was my uniform and that's also every girl's uniform like going out to the bars Mm -hmm. in university Mm -hmm. everyone dresses the same and like yeah it's just like a weird space and like why are we actually doing it like are we actually participating in this culture because we want to do it or because there's a sense of pressure to fit in or like we're dressing up because like that's our only route for confidence or that's how we think we can get guys Mm -hmm. or you know what are we actually doing this for is it for ourselves like Mm -hmm. it's a lot you're just another girl and this is just another night oh yeah horses in a stable horses in a stable yeah that i can ride oh anytime oh yeah horses in a stable
about like like boys the idea of like a boy boys will be boys yeah or like <laughs> you know <laughs> things just got a Brett little Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, things yeah. just got a little out of hand at that party yeah or oh he had poor judgment it's like there's so many excuses and like girls and guys need to be more accountable and like when I say that girls need to be more accountable I mean that like we all need to recognize what consent actually means because mm-hmm. a lot of the times girls don't even know that they experienced sexual assault in one form or another I've heard millions not millions I don't have that many friends <laughs> but I've heard my friends been in situations where like I didn't want to sleep with him but I felt like this pressure that like I had to do this for him so that I could leave that's or, sickening um like also people will be like well I did this so I didn't have to sleep with him right. you know what yes. I mean like I just you know like I just gave him a hand job because I didn't want to actually have sex with him and I just wanted to get out of that situation and I didn't want him to get mad at me I didn't want him to hate me I didn't want to get called a tease so that is like the craziest part about hookup culture and like the line between sexual assault is I feel like so much of it revolves around like males like males approval in the sense where it's not about like male sexual approval but male like happiness in the situation yeah the end result so Like, so on two things, back to the Toronto abuse page. I'm really obsessed with it. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to talk about it so much. Just because women, to a certain extent, do have to be accountable. Because on this page, I am so shocked about how many rape apologists are on there that are women. They are commenting, like, defending these guys Mm -hmm. because they are so unbelievably brainwashed to want, like, these guys' approval. I don't know if they want these dudes. I don't know if they actually just, like, are slut shamers. They're, they're internalizing their own misogyny. Yeah, they're internalizing yeah. their own misogyny, which is literally sickening. Please, like, if you're like that, raise up your sisters. Like, <laughs> take a breather, drink some water, thank your mom, and, like, you know, why are you putting other women down? Mm-hmm. And then another thing is, is I feel like men need to be accountable because men are never accountable. Look how many things we just mentioned that women have to do for precautions. They have to be gatekeepers. They have to check on their friends. They have to make sure they're not drinking that much. They have to make sure they're checking their drink. Mm-hmm. Why are men so – they're so shaken when they're – like put accountable so back to this account so pictures of these guys are put on this account is that's how it works mm-hmm. they're part of the story and then they have like a couple testimonials about like different women um who got assaulted by this person it's anonymous um but we see the guy's face and we see their name so like people watch out the thing is guys are going absolutely ape shit they're talking about defamation. They're talking about... Um, <laughs> no, seriously. And they're yeah. talking about you're ruining my characters, ruining my chances of finding another girlfriend or whatever the case may be. Boo-hoo. You are, for the very first time, are being held accountable <laughs> yeah. of your actions. I'm so sorry that you committed a crime and now you're being held to criminal's standards. Yes. <laughs> right. And, like, especially with, like, the insurgence of the Me Too movement or, like, the Brett Kavanaugh's or, the like, this page... There's there's also like this counter movement of guys being like I'm scared to be fal- like falsely um, accused of rape or whatever. Look up the statistics. Look up boo-boo. the statistics. <laughs> like yeah. literally the um, I don't know. I just don't understand why when we as women talk to a lot of men about sexual abuse, their first their first reaction is to question the woman and question yeah. the validity of her story. Why aren't you questioning that guy? Like why do you th- like why is you being falsely accused of rape something that you are scared of like if you're acting with human decency and respecting people's consent that shouldn't be something that you're scared of men love making women look like sociopaths literally women are crazy she's crazy oh Oh my my goodness i didn't do that you okay that's that's it not that many women in this world are gonna just try to ruin your life for no reason yeah women are not thinking about you who are you like who are (laughs) are you no one gives a freaking (laughs) shit exactly and then another thing is is like okay so one specific guy also from this um like abuse toronto abusers instagram page had like made an instagram video guys he thought he was doing something he (laughs) literally so funny it's so dumb like I don't even think it's even relevant to say his name because he took it down. But basically, he said, this is not India. This is not Syria. This is not Uganda. Rape isn't common. It's not like, mm, rape. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because it was such a dumb point. Because he was making it seem like 
um, rape only happens in third world countries when him himself has its absolute proven fact that he has committed this crime himself. So why are you making it seem like it's so unbelievably rare? And then he had to, the audacity to say, stop normalizing rape. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Rape is normalized because it happens every day. One in two women are sexually assaulted. One, one in, in five, five women. Okay, Alexa had to fact check. Secondary. Alexa said be the wrong, wrong information. No, I just went through my Okay, shit, yeah. one in five. One in, five in a post secondary. In a post secondary, yeah. That's a huge yeah. number. And also, another thing about the account, too, is like the guys that get posted, nine times out of ten, the guy who is your abuser isn't just doing it once. He's doing it a million yeah. times to so many different girls. And you know what? What is wrong with you that you're not holding your friends accountable? Like, rape sympathizers and abuse apologists are almost as worse as these people that are committing these yeah. crimes. Like, how are you going to be complicit in your friend's heinous behavior? Exactly. There's, like, a sense of, like, this guy code, like, culture almost like mm-hmm. of like entitlement and like silence and protection mm-hmm. and um especially with protection like when girls who've been experienced sexual assault finally open up about mm-hmm. being a victim like teachers or parents will use that excuse that i talked about like boys will oh boys will be boys or mm-hmm. it, the party got a little out of hand like a perfect example is uh, brock turner mm-hmm. i think like everyone knows about this guy and his father wrote a letter um, basically saying, oh, well, my son is a good athlete and he's a good student, so he shouldn't be, you know, charged for sexual mm-hmm. assault when he literally, like, like raped this girl. Mm-hmm. And, like, guys are always protected. And they also always, like, this culture of, like, silence. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reward for them to stay silent. Mm-hmm. Like, Harvey Weinstein, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the idea that, like, actors knew that he was, like, sexually assaulted, like, Ben Affleck, but he never said anything about it because he's getting movie roles. Yeah. So this idea of, like, oh, we need to protect each other or, like, or we need to be silent, Mm -hmm. like, I just think that it's disgusting and, like, guys need to be a lot more accountable. Yeah, and also, like, women are made to feel guilty for coming forward because they'll be like well you're gonna ruin his life like yeah his life should be freaking ruined because guess what yeah like that's yeah yeah, like that's a traumatic experience that that person's gonna hold with them and gonna have to work through and you know you did that to them you should be held accountable you should have your life freaking ruined and another thing when you were like talking about like the entitlement is like some of these guys that are getting called out they are honestly i don't know if it's an act i don't know if they're just like an oscar-winning actor but they genuinely do not understand. They literally don't think they've done anything wrong. And so sometimes I think, like, do they just have such a high sense of entitlement that they don't even think that was sexual harassment? Mm -hmm. Like, do they understand what that means exactly? Mm -hmm. Because like I said, like, sexual harassment is often spoken about among women. This is a conversation we've always had. But this is something very, very new for men. Like, they don't understand I don't think they even have a very clear understanding of what it is. I think, to a certain extent, they kind of know what no means no. But if the girl's going, no, when she's laughing, then they don't take her seriously. I mean, mm-hmm. half the time, they don't take her seriously anyways. It doesn't even matter. I just was, I don't know, like, we talked about alcohol and how that blurs the lines of consent. And, like, this is a question that I ask myself a lot is, like, are you just never supposed to do anything sexual when you've had alcohol? Like, is that kind of the line that we're drawing? Or is it isn't more a nuanced question than that and there's levels to it i think there might be levels to it Mm -hmm. so trying from my own experience (laughs) (laughs) um i think that no matter how drunk i am i can always understand situations like if they're bad if i don't want them like i don't have to Mm -hmm. I don't have to be, like, I don't know. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been so drunk that you almost, like, sobered up because you just, like, panicked? Yeah. Like, there's a minimum moment that's been so bad that you actually just have to sober the hell up. Mm-hmm. I feel like those moments are real and, like, I don't know. Obviously, the lines do still get blurred. There's things that I've done that I'm like, whoa, that's kind of crazy that I did that. Drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, like, would you ever do that sober? Yeah. Yeah, we've like, all been we've there. all been there. Yeah. yeah. Um, But the thing is about alcohol and like just engaging in like hookup culture is sometimes people get nervous and (laughs) like alcohol is just like a courage juice so sometimes people kind of need it but I do think that in those cases they have to be like consensual spaces like this isn't just like 
you going to the club and you weren't trying to hook up with anybody and then you got drunk and then then you hook up with someone Mm -hmm. but I think that I don't know to each their own I think Mm -hmm. I would never judge someone for like being drunk and then they got sexually assaulted and being like oh well girl you shouldn't have drank but Yeah. yeah yeah that's the thing like I feel like I don't know I, I struggle with this question so much. Like, I don't know if consent is as, like, it's definitely not as valid when you're drunk. But no. at the same time, I don't know. Like, alcohol heightens a lot of things. And it can heighten your sex drive. So, like, sometimes you just might want a bone when you're drunk. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like a hard line because yeah. I've had times where I've gone out and been like completely fine and completely with it and like then I've had moments too where I've literally like my mom had to pick me up like it's yeah been, it was bad and like in situations like that like that's not okay like if you're inebriated and like you can tell too and, and sometimes like I guess I don't know not all the times you can tell but like you can tell like when someone's out of it like mm-hmm. I don't think that like I don't know, like, participating in mm-hmm. hooking up with someone is, like, the best idea, and that's just my opinion, but, like, it's hard because there's such a gray area. Exactly. Like, you can have a couple drinks and be fine and be totally with it, mm-hmm. and totally, like, the consent is there, or you could be blackout to the point where you don't even know your name. And you don't remember the next day what happened. Re- yeah, because we've that's all so been scary. there. Yeah. Yeah. Some more than others. Yeah, <laughs> some um, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, some people have got the nickname of Blackout Queen. Yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> we're, we're not gonna pin that on anyone today. I'm but dead. If you know, you know. <laughs> but dead. yeah, like um, I've been in situations where I literally like if my friends the next day have been like, "Oh, Alexa, did you know that this happened?" And yeah. I'm like actually no. Yeah. And like that's scary. That's and really dangerous scary. And people like take advantage of that Mm -hmm. and that's why like guys have to be way more accountable when it comes to that and you have to pick up on the social cues yeah like if this girl is falling over and whatever the case is I'm sorry Mm -hmm. like that's not a good situation yeah not even like just for yourself and for this person like be accountable and also like if you see someone or like if your friend too like if I were a guy, like, and my friend was, like, bringing home the slob kebab, like, sorry, like, I would be like, dude, like, that's not cool. Like, she's <laughs> yeah. not with it. Like, yeah. we've all been there. And, yeah. like, that's my biggest problem with, like, this hookup culture in university because alcohol is always yeah. a component. And yeah, it's not sure. just, it's not, honestly, it's not just for girls. You, like, you guys need to look at, like, girls, we need to look at guys and be like, this guy's too drunk. Like, I don't, I yeah. can't hook up with him right now. And, guys, you have that same responsibility. You need to realize when a girl is too inebriated to consent fully to whatever you guys are going to do. Because there is a lot of guys out there that are like, oh, she's too drunk. I'm going to take her home or whatever. Yeah. And thank you. Like, literally, thank, thank you, you. seriously. Thank you yeah. so much to those of you that, <laughs> that. have basic human decency <laughs> yeah. and understand when someone is too drunk to engage um just i don't know it's just so sad because a lot of the times when we talk about sexual assault we have to be like well think if that was your sister or your mother and it's just like why why do we like why do men not see humanity in women past their family members like why do i have to say imagine if that was your daughter she's a person she's a person with real feelings Mm -hmm. and emotions and this is going to be a trauma if you try to take advantage of her right now. That is going to be a traumatic experience that stays with her for her entire life. And you're putting that on someone yeah. because of your selfishness and your um, you just wanting to get a nut off, yeah. basically. And, like, we tell men, like, basically, since they're little boys, to reject everything, like, feminine. And, and then we expect them to, like, know how to treat women like humans and not like objects. Mm-hmm. It's like men are socialized to be you know oh men are innately more violent yeah like and and now they have to like respect women Mm -hmm. it's like i don't know yeah and i feel like even that with like socialization i feel like guys also are socialized not to say no to sex ever even if they don't want it and it's like it's so sad because like we don't think about this in the context of men but i'm like a lot of guys have expressed to me like 
their regret in certain situations of hooking up with people. And we, we just socialize men to see sex as a commodity and to always want it and to never say no to it because that's what being a real man is. It's about having, you know, the most bodies or whatever or whatever, like, rhetoric you want to use. Also, that freaking rhetoric around kills bodies we smashed why is it so violent why are we talking about sex in this violent matter in this violent way when you you know when you have sex with a new person that's a kill like how many kills do you have yeah the term itself is so violent and i was like i remember the first time i heard that i think i was in high school and i literally was like what does this mean and someone (laughs) told me and i was like like what like it just seemed like such a like we we boned we smashed we like i we nailed i don't know if that's a thing like i don't know like i feel like but like all yeah like i still hit like (laughs) that shit i swear to god like why is why do we talk about sex so violently when it's supposed to be this sacred thing and this thing that is supposed to bring people together and yeah i i'm all for sexual liberation and you know doing what you please and you know maybe sex is just something that makes you feel good and you don't have any emotional connection to it but we need to stop talking about sex in this violent violent way like it's just disturbing and it's like a way for men to like prove their masculinity like oh like yeah like that girl right there like i i boned her yeah i smashed i hit it it's like a way for guys to like prove like okay i have this many bodies and like you don't have them it's not yours yeah (laughs) and like that's also like what I wanted to ask you guys too like I like I hear my parents say this oh like your generation is you guys are so like liberated like sexually and and whatnot but like are we really Mm -hmm. liberated? sometimes I honestly think I think about this all the time about every context of like any site of oppression whether it's like sexual um race etc I don't know if as you get older and as generations progress if we're actually getting better or if things just get more subliminal mm-hmm. like i don't actually feel more sexually liberated than i was in high school and just for context not only was i ugly i was also like really really like um involved in the church <laughs> so <laughs> no, like you know what i mean like yeah. i was like policed in a lot of different ways yeah um i'm still christian like a <laughs> but anyways we're not gonna get into that but um <laughs> but like it was just really different for me then yeah. and um yeah kind of dip into that like even with my background of hookup culture like when I grew up in the church it was always like modest is hottest and you know <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like, these are real <laughs> phrases that would like come up modest, um, is, modest hottest. is hottest and bio. you know they were basically enforcing rape culture like you can fight me on it but like they were always enforcing rape culture in the way that even when we went on like trips to church like events there'd be like a pool or like whatever a beach and in brackets it would like tell you like the list of things you should bring in brackets it would be like swimwear and then beside it would say uh modest but like really they're just saying they're just telling women not to wear bikinis yeah like wear one piece sis what's a what's a modest piece for men they just wear those shorts yeah (laughs) those shorts those those really disgusting shorts so (laughs) they're called swim trunks yeah Um, so anyways yeah um i just want to touch on that so yeah i don't think that as i got older i got more liberated i think it just became more subliminal because at the end of the day people are still talking shit behind your back i don't i mean i feel like I feel like there there is a definite like culture shift in the way that women look at sex because oh yeah they yeah, don't sure. yeah. like I feel like now like girls are on Tinder and they're like I mean not to say that people were never doing this because like in the sexual revolution in the sixties like sex became something that was like super right. normalized too I just feel like the difference now is that um, I don't know like the way that women go about sex is a lot different and I think like girls feel less ways about like having a lot of bodies or whatever. Because they see sex more as something, like, for pleasure instead of just this thing that you have to give to a guy um, where women are active in that participation in that sex. And they're people that want sex, too. Like, it's not just something that guys think about. Um, But, yeah, I just – I don't know. I want to talk about that, uh, the idea of, like, how many people you've slept with because the social repercussions for girls and guys are just so different. And a girl can have, you know, had sex with, say – 20 people and a guy can have sex with 50 people and be the same age and the guy people are gonna be like okay well 
whatever like that's like you wouldn't it's think expected. twice about it it's expected right. but for a girl to have sex with 20 people she's ran through she's not wifey material anymore mm. she's this 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 but it's like how do you want a girl that is a virgin wifey. but then a freak but then like so like you want all these things and they just don't add up like how do you expect your girl to be a freak if she's never had sex before if she's had sex with one like i just Right. Everything that you want doesn't add up. Women are literally superheroes. That's what I think. I think women are literally immortal and superheroes because (laughs) whatever we go through is actually (laughs) amazing. Do you guys have any, like, final thoughts or anything that you guys want to leave the podcast on? My final thought is if you're for hookup culture, I hope that I only wish you wellness. (laughs) I only wish you happiness. And I really hope. (laughs) just like be it just like shitty that i have to even say like be safe be careful out there because you should just be having like i don't know you should be having consensual sex and you should be allowed to do what you want to do without having the fear of someone ruining your life but Mm -hmm. unfortunately that's like not the case and the only thing i can say also is follow toronto abusers (laughs) (laughs) so that you can see the people that are getting called out they're doing bad things because it actually might save you from damning someone back that's really shitty Mm -hmm. yeah i just i like i just i don't know i feel like i'm not against hooking up i'm obviously against like different aspects of it like consent and Mm -hmm. you know like rape culture Mm because it's all like tied in with one another but i just think like guys and girls both have to be responsible in different ways and just girls need to not just girls but like we all need to recognize what enthusiastic consent really means and like to like once you acknowledge it and are aware um i just think then i don't know like you'll be more accountable Mm -hmm. for like your actions and stuff like that yeah and sorry one last thing also that i really want to highlight is i Honestly, my heart goes out to all the, specifically the men that have been sexually harassed. I really hope that you have a safe space, like, with your friends yeah. to speak about that. And they're not just making yeah. fun of you and saying, like, oh, what? She's hot. Like, you should have been into it. Because my, I honestly, like, I do hope that there's, like, more safe spaces for men to come yeah. out with sexual abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, yeah. Um, okay. I think my, like, closing point is just, you know, ladies... Don't feel like you have to stifle your sexuality. If you want to have sex, have sex. Just be safe about it. Make sure that the person that you're doing it with is respectful to you. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to be your boyfriend if you don't want that. Um, Boys, I want to (laughs) say. Just, like, make sure that in sexual encounters you don't feel pressured to do things that you don't want to do, too. Because I know it's hard, and I know guys feel pressure to perform to perform sexually oh, and and so like sad. it's just so sad because i know you guys have that societal pressure too to like Everyone always want sex like don't if you don't want to have sex don't have sex if you want to have sex, sex have sex have consensual yes. sex yeah. um stop judging people for what they want to do with their lives just everyone needs to relax with that and i think moving forward we just need to be able to have open and honest dialogue about consent it's something that's really important and you need to have it in schools and you need to be able to teach us from a young age. So you know what? If you have a younger brother or a younger sister, talk to them about consent. If you have younger cousins, talk to them about what it means to not want something and how to engage in um, like saying no to things because it's okay to say no. And especially you girls out there, you don't need to feel bad if, you're, if you want to say no to something. Yeah. Just, just do things that you feel right with in your heart um we just want everyone to be happy everyone just live your best life honestly just live your best life and you know just more love more love and more acceptance and more life (laughs) everything champagne (laughs) popping yeah all right all right everyone thank you for listening to our podcast Make sure you follow us on Apple, iTunes. I always say it wrong. Whatever. Apple it's po- iTunes, like, y'all. Yeah, if iTunes, you have a freaking yeah. iPhone, download that podcast app. Download the podcast app. Make sure to follow us on SoundCloud so that you can see when we post. We do post every other Sunday. So um, this episode is going up on October 14th. Next one will be October 28th, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we yeah. have some fire episodes coming we out. We have so much. This is just... Uh, 
the beginning. I'm so excited. <laughs> we have so many good episodes coming out. But and if you want to see the behind the scenes, if you want to see when we post them, you have to follow us on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, that's an L. That's an L. What we are you doing? We post beautiful pictures. We post the best stories. And yes. we also post the BTS and the episodes. So you better follow us. And we will have Alexa's social media, whatever ones that she wants to leave us, linked in the bio. Thank yes. you so much, Alexa, for being on this episode. Yay, Alexa, Alexa is my dearest friend in my life. And me I love too. Her a lot. Kind of. I got to be yeah, no, Lydia and I are like best friends. So yeah. yeah. Dina got demoted Thanks. after today. But um yeah. You guys enjoy it. Deuces! Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta blast. Gotta blast. <laughs> All I know